whoever is listening, however you're listening, I want to welcome you back. My name is Grayson Mann, and this is the Mammoth Plan Podcast, episode 15. But I'm not alone. I'm with two guys from at Tigers Talk Rugby. I got Beckett and CJ here. Guys, welcome to the podcast. What's up? Thanks for having us. Now, I was on their podcast yesterday. We did a recording. They quizzed my knowledge on rugby, and it didn't go so well, but I think I did pretty good considering I know little to nothing about the game. Yeah, don't be too hard on yourself. Yeah. Everybody should go check that out because he did pretty good for himself. Had some, some pretty tricky questions, I will say. The questions were – they were fair. They were fair. Yeah. And so in that, I did the quiz. Now I'm going to talk about the Super Bowl with them. Obviously, the Super Bowl is the biggest game of the year. The Tampa Bay Buccaneers beat the Kansas City Chiefs 31-9. to it was a mess for Kansas City overall. What are y'all's thoughts, just immediate reactions following the game? Well, uh, Tom Brady's the GOAT, for one. I think let's get that out of the way. <laughs> um, and just the Chiefs just fell apart. Their offensive line was horrible. Their defensive – their their safeties and cornerbacks did, couldn't do anything except just give up penalties. And then just Patrick Mahomes was running for his life and no one could catch anything. It seemed like early on for Tampa Bay, like Tom Brady was on a mission because the whole, all the whole talk this week was Patrick Mahomes is the only guy. He's the chance. If there's a chance for someone to tell to top Tom Brady, it was going to be this guy. He's so special. He's so talented. I think Brady was listening and it's the whole Michael Jordan meme. I took that personally and it just seemed whenever they wanted to do anything they wanted, it was right there for him. Well, you could see with like him on field, just talking with Tyron Matthew that lit like immediately as that happened. And he started chirping with him that lit like a spark and it was over from there. Cause I, I don't know about you guys, but like every single time Tom Brady has a lead in any game at all. Yeah. you, and if you don't come back from behind in that lead, it's game over. Like he's going to take it and run with it. And we've seen what well, the that's Chiefs... generally how leads work. If you don't come back from the lead, from being <laughs> oh, down, no you kidding. don't win. Yeah, but you know what I'm saying? Like Tom yeah, Brady, like he you. steps on the gas and then he just floors it down. He, there's no way he's going to let up. The Chiefs are when also you get notorious. Him mad, that's when he's dangerous. The Chiefs are so notorious for like their last playoff game, their Super Bowl run last year. I think every playoff game they won, they were down by double digits. So mm-hmm. I'm sitting on the couch and I'm like expecting them to eventually turn it on but it seemed they were like flustered. Like they didn't know what to do, what to think. Yeah. That's what I was thinking too. Cause they were down um, by like what, 10 or 11 last Super Bowl, and they came in, came back. So. Or like the big one with uh, Houston last year where they yeah. were what 20 some points down. Yeah. And they came like back. 24, and, nothing. What, they scored They ended up scoring like what? 21 <clears throat> points in the third quarter alone. It was ridiculous. Yeah. It, it seemed like once the Kansas city got their stuff together and those playoff games, that it was going to be fine. Like the team had no chance, but like mm-hmm. they started panning the sideline. There were arguments there. They're they trying to find something, but Brady was over there just calm, cool and collected. Like he's, he just expected yeah. this. Yeah. I think the biggest downfall for them was just how bad that offensive line was. Cause I think they were missing True. a starter and a backup. Yeah. And they were, and so they had to move players around. So they had like three or four dudes were in the wrong position or something. And they just think- had no clue what was going on. I don't think I saw Mahomes take like be able to look at his reads and take like three or four seconds in the pocket. It was it seemed like every play he was running for his life. It was like watching Deshaun Watson on the Houston Texans. Yeah. Oh yeah. Well, I think they said he ran like four like five hundred yards yeah. and like uh, maybe ten of that was forward. <laughs> All the rest of that was he was running around 
side to side and backwards. I just wonder like how much confidence Patrick Mahomes has going into that game that literally their, uh, their offensive line is kind of like a Frankenstein offensive line. You know, you got guards playing tackles, you know, you got a center playing a guard. Everybody's just all over the place. And how much confidence do you have in those guys to hold up for, you know, four to five seconds. And Mm -hmm. you know, with Patrick Mahomes, he loves throwing that deep ball and you have to have a few seconds. So it kind of sucked for him. Yeah. There's a lot of drops too. It was kind of like, also, once, yeah. once one thing fell, it was like two mistakes, three mistakes, four mistakes. They couldn't yeah. stop. It was shooting themselves in the foot the entire night. Yeah, because when I was watching, he would he would like run around forever. And then like as he was getting tackled, make a throw. And it was a perfect throw right into the hands and the guy would just drop it. And I was like, that was like a 30 yard. That was an insane play. And you dropped the ball. Yeah. One doink like, his right face mask. Hands. Yeah. It's like, do you not do your hands? Not work? <laughs> what are you doing? Like when you're able to put the ball in such a perfect spot almost every time, even when parallel on the ground, like throwing mm-hmm. sideways and he's able to get it into somebody's hands as a receiver, you got to catch him. It's, it's especially with the chiefs receivers there. There's a general understanding that when things break down, Mahomes is going to do something. And he had though, I think it's the one shot where he's like contorted and he's just like throwing it like a baseball pitch or something. Like yeah. you see those shots of just like they're chucking it. It was right on target it was ridiculous it was absolutely amazing like that was probably one of the most entertaining parts from the chiefs yeah all night the only the only um other guy on offense doing anything was travis kelsey at least he he still had some bad drops though yeah thank thank god for travis kelsey and my fantasy team (laughs) (laughs) yeah honestly he put up like 24 points and i had never expected that so without scoring a touchdown that's crazy absolutely wild so the whole like the discussion leading up to the Super Bowl was Tom Brady versus Patrick Mahomes. We've got David versus Goliath in terms of like legacy because Brady's all the way up here. Mahomes is slowly creeping up. For you guys, was the GOAT discussion like ever open for it or did last night completely shut that? It was open, but now it's, it's shut. It's closed. It's There's no argument anymore. So some, some people might like listening definitely know that I'm a Patriots fan. So <laughs> after Tom Brady won the sixth, it was kind of closed for me back then. So it's always been closed. The, I, I don't see any other argument. I just, I, Patrick Mahomes, like props to him. He's doing very well. Maybe he's, he's going to win, you know, six more and maybe he's the goat, whatever, 15 years down the line. But right now it's closed. We'll see two things on that. There's like, um, the only argument against Tom Brady ever was it was like, oh, he's a system QB. It's because of Belichick. Well, apparently that's not true. <laughs> and then it's like what Tony Romo said the other day. If he said, if Patrick Mahomes is not able to beat Tom Brady, it doesn't matter if he goes and he wins 12, 12 Super Bowls. He's always going to have that you lost to a 43 year old Brady in the Super Bowl. Ooh. You're not the goat. Ooh. That's a good, that's a good point. Romo, Romo and Beckett, the next football podcast yeah i was hit me up i think that's what's so impressive about brady because that fifth super bowl the 23 comeback i think part of me was kind of expecting mahomes to rally back and you just see how difficult that is like Mm -hmm. it was 31 to 9 and you're like still i don't feel safe with this lead it was honestly ridiculous and that's a testament to mahomes and that offense like they can just score like this and brady's just that good he's that much in control yeah this is like quite literally their worst offensive game ever they've ever had with, with Patrick Mahomes. It's like not even a question because they've never scored less than double digits. It's, I just, 
You go ahead, man. Okay, yeah. My, I think the most disappointing thing for me was I expected this to be a high-scoring game on both sides of the ball. Mm-hmm. Like, I, I just expected, you know, 30-some points coming out of Tom Brady. Totally, totally understandable. But I also thought 30-some points coming out of Mahomes. So I don't know if it was it was the lack of offense coming from uh, Kansas City or, like, the defense on Tampa Bay or, like, which one do you give more credit to? So I think for – if you want to, like, give credit to something, I think you got to give a lot of credit to Todd Bowles and the way he was – because you played them once in the regular season. Tyreek Hill had over 200 yards of receiving – Patrick Mahomes was insane. I think he threw for like 400 yards, might've been 500. I'm not sure, but you look at that tape and then you have all this time to prepare. And I think they're fortunate in a way to be able to play them once before and get that, see what we did wrong. And I think Romo said once they were down 17, nothing against the chiefs since then, they've been like literally unstoppable. Mm. Yeah. Well, you saw it. I think they were like double or triple team and Tyree kill all game. He just couldn't get open. And usually with like the Kansas City Chiefs, you got to get pressure on Mahomes. And Mm. it seems like, oh, that's easier said than done. And even so, Mahomes can get out of the pocket and make something happen. But what happens when there's three dudes chasing you or four dudes chasing you? I mean, there was one where he got sandwiched and he was, Mm. I I thought he like broke towards ACL, broke his leg. That I think he also had a turf toe injury that he was playing with. So props to him for just like gutting it out, even though he's getting hit every single time. Yeah. Like you said, he, he, even if you have put pressure on him, he's able to do some crazy wild throws that are absolutely unbelievable. And I mean, we did see it from last night, and, but I guess it just didn't get the job done that much. But I would say he's the most talented quarterback in the NFL. Oh, yeah, for sure. Him and Aaron yeah. Rodgers are definitely the one and oh, two yeah. there Hands in terms down. of talent. But then there's a difference between talent and then there's a difference between winning like so consistently and that that's always what when I was a Patriots fan I was younger they would always compare Brady and Rodgers and now Rodgers seems to be replaced with Mahomes kind of like State Farm Mm -hmm. but uh Mm -hmm. uh we'll talk about that State Farm thing in a second because that was pretty fantastic that was awesome (laughs) yeah um but with Brady it was always like well Rodgers is more talented but then the counter would be well Brady just wins simply that's just the argument and now he's done it with two separate teams two separate conferences any argument that they had is kind of nullified now. Yeah. It really is just, it's like, well, maybe just being, oh, I'm, you know, a super fast quarterback, I have the best arm strength, doesn't really matter as much as just being able to win. That's obviously the the mo- the best aspect a quarterback can have, and Tom Brady has that on lock. Or even, like, you look at Kansas City, and on paper, they have all the talent everywhere else. Look at their wide receivers. Travis Kelsey had the most receiving yards out of anybody, and he's a tight end. Their defense has, is stacked with talent, but it's that winning mentality that Tom Brady literally will do anything not to lose, yeah. and that's why he's, like we said, the GOAT. <laughs> that's a roster that went 7-9 and nine last year, and then they go 11-5 and five into the Super Bowl, and this is a COVID year. You don't have an offseason. Yeah. Training camp's very limited, and you're trying to figure yourself out. So those first 12 games where they kind of struggled trying to find themselves, once once it clicked, it felt like they can't be stopped. And that's what they, yeah. everyone thought they were going to be starting out. Am I wrong in saying that leading up to this year, wasn't Tampa Bay had like the worst win percentage in the NFL for like the last 10 years and then came in and then they win the Super Bowl with Tom Brady? 
I think it's I think it's one it's of the like worst along percentages those ones. in like the all four sports, like the major pro sports. Yeah. Oh, it's all four sports. Yeah, yeah, oh, wow. all time. It's because when they first for that expansion franchise, franchise, they lost like every game for like three years or something, and the only like good player they had was Leroy Selman. They were that the first really winless them. team. Yeah, and they exactly. had the creamsicle jerseys. Oh, they need to bring those back. They oh, do. Yeah. I was hoping they'd wear it for the game. <laughs> <laughs> so yeah. for the Super Bowl. I feel like for every game, there's a standout guy, like a hero. You want like the Super Bowl hero is Chris Matthews with the Seahawks. You got Malcolm Butler. Then you have James White with the Patriots. Who was y'all's standout player yesterday? The entire Buccaneers defense. <laughs> wow, gee. Wow, that's a, that's a lot. What about you, CJ? Uh, uh, I'm going to give it up to two guys. I think Devin White had a heck of a game. Oh, my God, that man was all over the freaking field. He was yeah. making tackles left, right, and center. He was putting quarterback pressures. He was covering uh, He was covering like Travis Kelsey for a decent amount of the game, too. And it was wild to see him. He was literally all over the field. And then uh, on the offensive side, Rob Gronkowski. I mean, yep. he's uh, back, baby. Yo soy you, fiesta. Yo soy fiesta. He is a party machine. For me, I'm going to give it – he's not necessarily my favorite human being in the world, but I think the story of Antonio Brown – is just fascinating. Not in like the terms of like, I'm in awe. He's such a role model, but he has all these allegations. I think people literally thought he was insane. And now Tom Brady is like, Hey, come to Tampa. Let's revive your career. And he had like four catches and a touchdown in the Super Bowl. I thought it was insane. Yeah. Well, it's, it's, it's like what I was thinking about the earlier. It's, you know, everybody's like, Oh, well they brought in Tom Brady. And it's like, yes, they did bring in Tom Brady, which was the most important piece, but they also brought in Antonio Brown, Rob Gronkowski, Leonard Fournette. They brought in a lot of new guys. Um, and like, I think their kicker was also new. So only the new guys scored in the Super Bowl. Yeah. Playoff Lenny. Playoff Lenny. You look at all those guys though. And it's like, the their career a lot of the guys on their team their careers are kind of like on the down low or they're going down they're mm-hmm. they're not doing too well in some other teams and then they just change it up it was kind of like the rams a couple years ago that it was like that they had a couple guys that they just brought on that their their careers were kind of dying off a little bit like a keep to for instance he like he jared goff yeah oh well jared <laughs> Off was a bust before McVeigh showed yeah, up. You know, the, the yeah, you just yeah, like, I think he's back to being that. <laughs> or like Clay Matthews, I think was another name that you could yeah. put out there. And they, you know, their careers are going on the down low. And then all of a sudden, they just needed to change the scenery. And then, bam, they were great. And the same thing, like you look at their team too. It's, there's like Jason Pierre-Paul, you know, Dominic Sue, obviously Leonard Fournette. He was doing pretty terrible. And then all of a sudden, he's really good. Rob Gronkowski came out of retirement, like. Like I said, a lot of these guys are coming down from doing not a lot to being really crucial players. Fournette was cut for like just nothing. They just sent him on on a free agency, and Tampa was like, "Thanks, we'll take that." Yeah, exactly. I think they, they're signing him for chump change, like in terms of like what the star running backs are being signed for. And then he has yeah. over 100 total yards of offense in the Super Bowl. It's just, I think that the no one can bring a group of players like that together those personalities better than tom brady yeah well the thing is also um this was um, correct me if i'm wrong this is like indomitian's first or second year with the um yeah. buccaneers and you know he had been he's been a pretty controversial player as well and it seemed like his career was starting to take a downturn but he was 
you know, he was putting a lot of pressure on Brady – or not Brady, on Mahomes that game, man. He looked pretty good. Yeah. I'm just – I was just – would be amazed if – um wonder what that defensive line would look like if with him and Pierre, if they still had uh, Gerald McCoy. Ooh. Oh, wow. Gerald McCoy was still there. That's who you put your defensive tackle and nose tackle is just Sutton McCoy. I had Vita Vea. The, um, oh, he played running Vea. back in high school. Oh, yeah. Did you yeah. see that video where he was just trucking kids left, right, yeah. center? That's awesome. It's like see, they should have gave it to him instead of Jones at the one-yard line. I should give it to Fournette. I mean, he's playoff line. Yeah, I don't know why I wasn't Fournette. I was like, let Fournette run that in. No one's stopping him. <laughs> oh, man. So what do y'all um think about, like, the overall performance, like, the aspect, how the Super Bowl was portrayed on TV? Like, for me, the takeaway was I had all the cutouts and, like, wherever the people weren't sitting, and it made the, the game feel a little more, like, I don't want to say normal. Like, I use that, like, very loosely because it's just cardboard. But it made it feel like everyone was there, felt like the – grand event that it is because of the national championship they pan around and it's like empty seats is everywhere you see and it was kind of like just it puts a downer on the game and it's supposed to be the national championship and i think the nfl did a really good job in the aspect of making it feel like normal again yeah um i would say like this this super bowl wasn't like the greatest it wasn't it wasn't bad i would say it wasn't bad but there was one thing that kind of like annoyed me the entire game and it wasn't like anything too weird or like noticeable but it was like the pan not the panorama but uh portrait mode camera angles that they were trying to do you oh, know where you, like, yeah. Zoom yeah. It on a player and they, they would look crystal clear but that everything around it was like fuzzy that annoyed me so much <laughs> because yeah. the camera couldn't focus and i was like can you guys stop like this looks awful I don't care. Just keep it normal. Keep it simple. I, I I know this is like something that was very nitpicky, but it just looked bad to me. What was your thoughts on the halftime show? I I thought it was actually pretty good. It was yeah. a little weird. It's a, it's a tad weird, but yeah. I thought it was fantastic. Definitely the the fact that um. So I understand what he what the weekend was going for. He wanted the guys to have like the bandages he had he wore over his face when he got the surgery, and then. But then they also had to wear their face masks. So yeah. they ended up sort of looking like the kid from, uh, um, what is it, Us? Yeah, I was going to say the exact Ooh. same thing. Yeah. So they it was were a little creepy. <laughs> but the, the whole ask, like the, some of the songs I didn't know, but like, I think I don't want to get analytical on a halftime show, but he's really talented. Like some of those like Super Bowl halftime shows, they kind of sound a little off because mm-hmm. there's no audio in the background to really support them or, how they edit it and stuff, but he sounds really good naturally. Yeah, a lot yeah, of people were a lot of people were like really criticizing uh like the sound mixing and being mm-hmm. able to hear the weekend. But the reason why they couldn't was because he was actually singing. There wasn't lip synced. He was actually yeah. doing that himself. Um so it, it was a really good show, but I didn't know this until I think this morning when I re- like saw a video or TikTok about it. But the weekend spent seven million dollars of his own yeah. money to put this on it wasn't like anybody wow. else pepsi didn't put it on it was himself and he wanted like total creative freedom when it coming to this specific show so i think it was props yeah. to him and it's gonna catapult like that's pretty much the mount rush like that's the top of the pinnacle for artists i would feel is performing in the super bowl for millions to watch yeah, it wasn't popular a, enough already it's the greatest show Shout out to, what was it, Hugh Jackson? Yeah. <laughs> yeah. All right. 
So before we wrap things up, I want to ask y'all about the commercials. I thought it was a pretty strong year for commercials. Did y'all have a favorite in mind? Probably the the Bud Light commercial where they're all helping to flip over the um the truck and then yeah the uh the Bud Light night just falls off the cliff and like oh oh rest in peace. Anyway, man. move on. <laughs> it was like Bud Light's End Game where they all came out of the portals and they were like <laughs> there's all the all the classics from the commercials and stuff. So you're like pointing stuff out. Mm-hmm. And the Bud Night, I was like, oh, it's the Bud Night. I was like, oh my gosh, I haven't seen him in so long. Yeah. I think the um, it was one of the I don't I wrote it down. It was we we gotta talk about Drake from State Farm first. The Drake big reveal. Yeah. I hated that so much. <laughs> Why was that? I was expecting like a football player, so I was like, okay, who'd be really good? Aaron Donald would be probably be pretty good. Yeah. Uh, maybe like Brady from State Farm would be funny. That would be. Funny. But Drake was, from State Farm, Drake. I was like, are you kidding? <laughs> Drake's everywhere, man. Yeah, that's what I was thinking. Like, Drake just wants another cash grab, it seems. Yeah. I wonder if he'll be continuously in those commercials or he'll just kind of show up for that one Super Bowl paycheck. Uh, yeah, good point. Maybe. All I'm saying is, you know the Drake curse. Drake was wearing red in that Super Bowl commercial. <laughs> the Chiefs were wearing red. This, the Drake curse lives Pat on. It continues. State Farm guy. Pat Mahomes was in the. Pat Mahomes was in it. The curse continues, man. Oh, man. <laughs> There was the the, um, the Tide commercial where they had a, I don't who the guy's man but it's like the face on the the hoodie and like his face expressions would change I don't know who the guy is specifically yeah it was Alexander um God <laughs> I honestly no idea there was also the Paramount commercial there was the Rocket Mortgage commercials where what? he's like certain and uh I'm pretty certain these hornets aren't murderous and he like cut off the the, the nest and it just yeah, flies in the dude's funny. face. Which yeah, one was that. the one that uh with Mila Kunis and Ashton Kutcher? The Doritos one. No, it was oh, the Cheetos. Yeah, the, yeah, Cheetos the Cheetos. Thing. Where she put like the fingerprints was... everywhere. It wasn't me. It wasn't was, me. That was that was hands that down was my favorite. So good. That was really good. Okay. Matthew McConaughey's Paperboy. Oh yeah, that, that was funny. <laughs> that was so weird. I'm like, this is so Matthew McConaughey because this is so weird. Okay, did you guys have a a least favorite? Uh, I don't. I. I'm trying to think if I had the least favorite. It's probably one of the ones that are like depressing or something because I'm just like, hey, I'm trying to laugh. Okay. Mm. I have strong feelings on this one. All right. And it was the Oatly Milk commercial with the CEO in the middle of the field. Playing yes, that one was terrible. Now so I remember. Oh my God, it was terrible. Like, that, was God, so that was stuck in my head in the entire game and I didn't want it to be. I was like, you really, like you you spent millions to get like a Super <laughs> Just to do that? And this is what you did. You couldn't have done like something like, oh yeah, it's like just space lasers or something like totally unrelated. And like, oh yeah, and it's comical. Because yeah, I good. that's I that's why I couldn't name it because I tried to forget that so bad. Yeah, you're not a fan. I also, I like the um the Mountain Dew commercial where they had the uh, the car driving itself. Oh yeah, Mountain Dew always has a really good commercial. Yeah. What about the the guy with the claws, like the um, Freddy Krueger type thing, where he was like. Oh yeah, in the car. Edward, oh, Edward the Edward Scissorhands yeah. thing. Yeah, he, like, caught the football funny. and just popped. <laughs> mm-hmm. Yeah, call back to one of Johnny Depp's movies. That honestly, this was a pretty good year for commercials. It was. They were pretty solid, other than the oat milk. But... Yeah, well, let's talk about that one though. Mm-hmm. <laughs> All right, before we wrap things up, I want to just thank you two for being on the podcast today. Do you guys, before we start or finish, do you want to have the 
the people know your Instagram, your handles, let's hear them. Because they're going to be in that description below. Y'all got to check yeah. them out. Yeah. So we're obviously, as Grayson said, we're a rugby podcast. We like it. We talk all things rugby. Sometimes we talk a little bit of football. A little bit. Yeah. Every um, once in a while. Just now, every now and again. Yeah. So we're Tigers Talk Rugby. So if you just go on Instagram or Facebook, just type in Tigers Talk Rugby, you'll find us. Um, we're on Anchor, Breaker, Spotify, bunch of Google Podcasts, Apple Podcasts, bunch of bunch of most of the um, podcast platforms. So yeah, go check them out. All right, I hope you guys enjoyed what you listened to today, and thank you for sticking along. This was a fantastic interview to do on the Super Bowl. I hope you guys have a fantastic day, and as always. Take care.